From Snakes and Lattes, Toronto's premier board game cafe, this is the Snakes Cast, a weekly podcast where the game gurus of Snakes and Lattes discuss what it is about games that make them worth playing. With your host, Jonathan Moriarty. Hey everybody, it's the Snakes and Lattes podcast, or the Snakes Cast, as we're calling it for the time being. My name's Jonathan Moriarty, I'm one of the game gurus at Snakes and Lattes. With me are Steve Tassie. Hello. And Nicole Hoy. Hey. And today we're going to talk about something that really, it sounds like it should be a stupid idea. You know, what's the difference between a board game and a card game? Stupidest question imaginable, right guys? No. How much does the Chrysler building weigh? That's, <laughs> I think that's a pretty stupid question. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it should be obvious, right? You play a board game on a board, you play a card game with cards. But Monopoly has cards. Risk has cards. Clue has cards. Um, so it must be something that's, that's beyond the obvious. And there are all kinds of other games that exist in a weird sort of uh, a nether region between these. Games like Carcassonne, for example. Let's play with tiles, and these tiles sort of become a board, so it's kind of a board game, but there's no board. Solitaire. Yeah, another you play solitaire. traditional Klondike Solitaire, that is a card game, but you're laying it out on the table as though like they a were board placements setup. on a board. Yeah. Is that a board game or a card game? So today we're going to uh, see if we can uh, approach the, the question of what really lies at the heart of the difference between a board game and a card game. And really, is there that significant a difference, you know, apart from the obvious? So obviously, one of the things that, uh, that becomes possible with cards is hidden information. As soon as you give everybody a hand of cards, there's stuff that you know that the other players don't know, stuff the other players know that you don't know. And uh, that really is sort of at the, uh, at the heart of this. But there are ways to do hidden information in board games, too, aren't there? I suppose there are. Yeah, uh, you could have uh, like screens. tokens behind your screen. Something like Tigers Tigers and Euphrates. There's a lot of important information that's hidden behind that screen. You could also, in a board game, have things that you place face down on the board. Sure, like tiles. Tiles, or there could be things that you cover up that are on the board. Or there can even be, uh, the board itself can even have parts that, are, that start face down. If you play the Seafarers of Catan mm-hmm. expansion set, one of the, uh, the modules in that, you can, you, you, the, the tiles themselves, those hex tiles, they, they will start face down, and it's, it's not until you explore them that they turn face up. Interesting. Um, so uh, another thing that, uh, that cards will introduce to any game, uh, or at least most games, uh, we tend to think of cards, card games as being random because you shuffle the cards, you deal them out, and they're going to turn it different each time as opposed to a fixed setup in a game like chess mm-hmm. where you wind up with the same things. But then again, not all card games are random. Take one of the current darlings at Snakes and Lattes, Libertalia. Do you guys play Libertalia? Yes, oh, yes I man. have. That's yeah. one where everybody gets the, an identical set of cards. Yeah. So no random is happening there. Lord of the Rings, The Confrontation. Yeah. You start with the same nine cards every game. So uh, what, what really, do you guys, do you, what, what do you think is the difference at heart between a card game and a board game? What, what makes you feel like I'm playing a board game or I'm playing a card game? I think, uh, for me, you have to be doing something on the board besides simply keeping track of your score in order for it to be a board game. Cribbage, right? You're playing with cards, you've got a board, but all the board is doing is keeping track of how many points you have. Okay, that, so to me, not is a board a, game. That is a card game. Um, Monopoly, board game. Your position on the board is relevant to the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's not just a place to keep score. It, you are moving around, and when you go somewhere, something is going to happen to you because you're there. Either you have the opportunity to buy something, or you have to pay someone else money, whatever it is. Uh, so that one is clearly, to me, a board game. Nicole, do you uh, uh, do you have a preference for board games or card games, or do you think there's a reason why people might might prefer one over the other? 
I, I guess it just comes down to feel and components. Um, like a, a board game like Settlers, the components are more interesting and, and have a better tactile feel to them maybe than cards necessarily. Um, whereas the cards and Settlers are hugely important. But, they're uh, hugely important, but I mean, for me to think about a card game versus a board game, I would just think in practical terms, the percentage that a car, the card component makes up of the game mm. is what makes it a board game versus a card game. So um, in something like uh, Alien Frontiers, you have cards there, but they make up a very small part of the game. Um, whereas in something like Seven Wonders, you have board aspects and you have tokens, but the game would be nothing without the cards and the drafting of cards. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, w I wouldn't call Seven Wonders a board game. I would call it a card game. But it's a, it's a, a richly themed strategic game, nonetheless. And uh, Seven Wonders really takes that drafting aspect, which is something that you really can't easily do without cards. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really takes it to the grid. For those of you who haven't played Seven Wonders before, it's a game where you're building a civilization. And each player starts with a hand of seven cards. And these cards represent different things that you can build in your little civilization. Lumberyards, statues... Uh, Military forces. Yeah, all kinds of things. You'll pick science. one of those things. You, everybody picks science. one. Science! <laughs> everybody loves science. You pick one, you, and you build it, you put it in front of you, and then you pass whatever cards you have left to the person on your left. And then you take the, the cards from the pearl layer on your right, you pick one of those, you play that, you pass the rest. Pick and pass, pick and pass. And so uh, you can sort of see... Uh, over time, how things are going to shape up, and you can sometimes choose a card not necessarily because you particularly want it, but because you want to deny it to the person who's who's going to get uh, passed to. Yeah, and that's it's a great depth that it brings to what is just essentially it's a card game, but there's there's so much to it. It's it's fantastic. There are times when uh, I, I don't know if you guys get this, uh, where uh, customers come asking for a uh, so, well, I don't want something that's like a card game. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and generally, I think what they're referring to is they don't want something that has clubs and diamonds and hearts yeah, and spades the, in the, it. the 52 Maybe. cards that everybody's used to. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're, they're asking, but, but I'm not, I don't know. Well, I don't know. You could hand them something like Flux or Guillotine, and those are card games yeah. through and through. But they are in no way, shape, or form anything like a game that you would play with. A what 52, deck yeah, a deck of 52 cards. Why do you think somebody might want to avoid card games altogether? They don't want to play Flux, they don't want to play Seven Wonders... Um, what, what, what do you think might be a reason why they would just not be interested? I have a card theory. Have to offer? I don't know if it's a good theory, but I have a theory. I want to hear it. Uh, it comes back to something we talked about in another episode of this. Skill. I think that as soon as there are cards involved, yes, they bring a random element to things. You know, you never know what hand you're going to get. But you have to play the cards that you've got, yeah. which means you've got to make choices about what you're going to do. Whereas if you're playing on a board and, you know, it's a, a game like Monopoly or uh, That's Life or anything that's uh, Snakes and Ladders, you roll and you move. Far fewer choices to be making. Now, I, I hate to put That's Life in that same category with the other <laughs> two because that is actually a game where you do make very important choices based on what you roll, but on the surface, it looks the same. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tightly constrained choices, which yeah. in a way makes them easier. You don't tend to suffer from analysis paralysis yeah. in that, as you do in other games. But, uh, yeah, that's interesting. The, uh, the, to, to me, uh, the heart of a game, although the, the, a game's body is in its components, but a game's heart lies in, its, uh, in the choices that the players make. 
and its soul lies in the way those choices affect the outcome. And I'd, I'd say that a, a bluffing game that you play on a board has a lot more in common with a bluffing game that you play with cards than it does with, say, a resource management game. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, yeah. Um, there, are, there, there are relatively few things that you can do with a board game that you can't do with a card game. Um, you know, you take, for example, you, you, we think of uh, uh, tactical sort of uh, skirmishes as being something that you can't uh, do with cards. That's that you need the board and you need figures and this sort of thing for that sort of thing. And yet, Summoner Wars is one of the coolest uh, uh, two-player games we've got at Snakes and Lattes, and it's unquestionably a card game. Yeah. Battleline, another one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's a card game. Yeah. It's got pawns that sit on the table, but the, the yeah. game is driven by the cards. Mm. And uh, let's, I guess there are some things that you couldn't do, like, um, like trick-taking. Yeah, it's very hard to do that as a board game. Yeah. We can't think of a trick-taking board game, can you? Uh, no. And yet, what is, what, what is trick-taking, though, right? It's, it's almost like a kind of an auction, isn't it? It's like, I put, I put a card... How much are we willing to bid to yeah. win this trick? I put a card down, you put a card down, they put a card down, they put a card down. Whoever put down, puts down the highest card takes the trick and gets whatever that's worth. Yeah. How many board games... Use auctions. Are, Raw. Yeah. Uh, high society. Uh, modern art. Although maybe modern art's a card game. <laughs> what do you think? Is, is is modern art a card game? I would say so. Component-wise. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's got things other than cards, but it's primarily the bulk is is bulk cards. Is card. Yeah. I I've just recently tried a fairly new release called Ginkopolis um, that came out at Essen. Oh, so many great new games uh, coming in from Essen. That's a, it's a great one, and um, for me. It's tough for me to actually, like I was thinking in terms of, I've said before, the percentage of components is what makes me decide what, whether a game is a board game or a card game. Mm -hmm. That game is kind of half-half in a way. It's driven by playing cards, but you have to build up your tiles as buildings. And you create zones with those buildings, and you spread out your city with those tiles, and you put tokens on those. So... It's almost kind of halfway down the line. And that's interesting. I've not played a game like that where I can't distinctly say, like, the bulk of this is cards. It's a card game kind of thing. So that would be one that would throw me, I think. To... And, uh, and what if something like Cash and Guns? Ooh. Would you call that one a card game or a board game? Cash and Guns, oh, ladies that's and gentlemen, a tough one. is a game where you've got these foam guns and uh, everybody picks a card from their hand. The card will either say bang or bang, bang, bang or click, click, click. You take one of these cards, you put it in front of you, face down, so nobody knows which one you've played. Everybody holds up their guns. One, two, three, point somebody else's head. And uh, we find out who gets shot and who doesn't. Um, and so the cards are very, very important, that information. And yet, the car are the cards the most important thing in that? Does it play like any card game you've ever seen? Or does it play more like a board game? I guess it would play like a card game, much in the same way that the Resistance does. Because ah, the yes. cards that you have inform how you behave. Yeah, the hidden roles in the Resistance. The Resistance is a game where uh, the, uh, the, you've got uh, hidden teams. Uh, you've got a group of Resistance fighters trying to take down the bad, evil government, and there's a few people who have infiltrated this group who are spies, and the spies know who the other spies are, but nobody else knows. And it's all about watching the other players' behavior, trying to figure out uh, what side they're on. The new edition of the Resistance has a lot fewer cards in it. Oh, interesting. The one. It's, okay. it, uses, it uses tokens instead of cards. Things like who's on the team. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, and voting for whether or not we should approve this, uh, this group of people to go in. Yeah. Uh, but does, does that make it any less a card game? Probably not. I mean, in, in Cash and Guns and the Resistance, I feel like the cards and their information inform player actions. 
I, I think that they belong to a third type of game mm. that is not necessarily a card game nor a board game. It's a social game, Ooh. like Werewolf is. Yeah. Yes, there may be a board of some sort. Yes, there may be cards of some sort. But the heart of the game, the the, the real meat of the game, is in the is, playing is of the it. social interaction yeah. between players. Which brings us to party games. Uh, one innovation that we've seen happening in uh, the Who Did What game. Uh, who did what games are basically any game where you're trying to guess who did what, who wrote what, who said what. Balderdash is the one that most people know. Um, the introduction of cards to something like that has made these games more accessible. One of the reasons why Balderdash is often kind of intimidating uh, is that people have to make something up. They have to, uh, uh, not everybody enjoys that particular uh, sort of activity. They have to try and on create the spot, something. It's exactly, you're yeah. on the spot, you have to invent something while people are watching, and that can be a real challenge for some people. But you take that same dynamic, and you put these things on cards instead, and you've got apples to apples, mm -hmm. which is a far more accessible sort of game. Uh, well, it's know. like say anything, you know, you have those prompts of questions on the cards mm -hmm. that allows you to then pr proceed with the game. It gives you a starting point. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's something that cards can really do is uh, is, is sort of uh, help sort of alleviate some of the uh, some of the almost paralyzing openness that occurs in a lot of social games mm -hmm. by constraining them to a few options that are present on the cards, and that's something that they're uh, that they really do offer. Um, I guess what uh, what ultimately comes down to is that uh, although uh, the, 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 there may it may be possible to distinguish board games from card games, in the end, um, it's not really profitable for you to decide, well, I like card games, but I don't like board games, or vice versa, because... They're all games. There's something there for everyone, for sure. And, and not only that, but uh, each of these types of games um, has something to offer to almost everyone. Um, the, uh, you know, if, if, if you like a particular kind of uh, card game, chances are there's a board game out there that will also offer a similar sort of uh, flavor of fun. You can enjoy, and uh, we hope we'll see you at Snakes and Lattes sometime soon, and uh, so you can try these things out for yourselves and see just what board games and card games are capable of and how much they share. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, until next time, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Steve Tassie and Nicole Hoy. Game on. Game on. And thanks for listening. We'll have a new Snakes cast for you every week at snakesandlattes.com. In the meantime, you can follow us through your favorite social networking sites, such as Facebook and Twitter, or best of all, meet our gurus in person at Snakes and Lattes in Toronto. Until then, this is P.T. Douglas. Game on.